everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from unseasonably snowy Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Diane, it's Easter, our favorite holiday. It's the most Easter time (laughs) of the year. It was always a confusing holiday to me as a kid. It is a very confusing holiday. People don't talk about the Like, it is a very confusing holiday. Yeah. Sometimes you cross the streams and uh, some weird shit happens. (laughs) Yeah. And so we're going to be talking about that on the second half of the show. But first, some stories from the week. Dan. Yes, some various uh we we delve into the news on this show. Yeah. On our program here. Yeah. Um we've mentioned it before. Um and it will probably continue to come up on the show. Uh Salt Lake City's weird, Dan. <laughs> what? Salt Lake our hometown? <laughs> our 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 lovely uh, burg. It's a weird one. It's a fun yeah. one. We like it. We're yeah. still here, but it's uh it's it, strange things sort of happen and and occur here and and get built here. Uh, The latest one in the uh, Mormon church's uh, real estate empire is a new 25 story skyscraper downtown Salt Lake city. Not a bad looking one. It's nothing groundbreaking, but it's a decent looking building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It doesn't mar the skyline, the Salt Lake city skyline. No, true. It's, it's very basic, but it's got like curved corners and yeah, whatever. All glass. All glass. No, no real details to speak of, except for uh, its podium base. Turns out uh, that all of like the, the granite features and the, the big, tall, soaring windows are housing uh, not one, but two LDS chapels. Yeah, little Mormon meeting houses. Right is. there at the base of a new skyscraper <laughs> in Salt Lake City. Yeah. And so they had a big housewarming this last week, and they are just so proud, Dan. <laughs> They're really so proud. I'm actually sad that we didn't go. We went grocery shopping at the Harmons next door. Yeah. Um, on sat last Saturday, and it was like, why are there all of these really awkward Mormon families wandering the aisles of the grocery store. Oh, they just came over from the weird open house. It's weird because they don't do this for just their regular meeting houses. No, like no, their regular meeting houses are boring and stupid. They don't, they don't do open house. They, they do a big open houses for the temple. Yeah. Which is funny because those are also stupid, but in a very different way. <laughs> well, the, but this is a completely new concept for the what for the United States, or at least the Western United States, for the Mormons. Yeah. Uh, they've never put a chapel in a commercial building that they own before. Interesting. Um, in definitely not in Utah. And uh they say nowhere in at least the Western United States. But uh this is not the first time they have done this in London and in Brussels specifically. I was going to um, mention London because I've been to that one. Yeah. And, uh, but basically they've, they've reserved this for sort of more dense and populated areas and not little old Salt Lake city. No. But yeah, the, 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 the pictures, it looks nice because it looks different. You know, like the chapel, there's like a big chapel that has like some stained glass windows and whatnot. They really don't do that. 
um, yeah, not anymore. traditionally. And yeah, I guess traditionally they did do, but now the new tradition is to basically <laughs> make them, they, they use the Motel 6 mold, basically. Yeah, they really, they really try to make them look as, as much like, like you feel like you're doing cubicle church. <laughs> well, I mean, it's exposed cinder block walls in a lot it's of the chapel. So right? sad. It's so um, sad, you guys. And you they can't have like understand how this, boring and awful it is. You remember the burlap? It wasn't that like burlap that they would put on the walls? Maybe you didn't <laughs> yeah, have they, this in, in sort of like a grass cloth, but yeah, yeah, and it was really scratchy. And like the theory was, they didn't want people leaning on the walls, so they put something really <laughs> wretched over parts of the. They experimented uh, with yeah. with razor wire, but they thought that was too hard. <laughs> well, and they used to they they used to do wood floor basketball courts. Yeah, um, and then they started carpeting them. <laughs> do you remember that? Oh, and yeah. they would actually cut a different color, different color brown, because of course yeah. it was brown carpet. There'd be a different color brown for the lines on yeah. the on the basketball court. You'd have the key and the free throw line on the, you know, yeah. three point line in just different color, uh, of- industrial <laughs> Berber. Uh, yeah. Like insane how they build their, their, their buildings. But this one, they've tried to make it, they tried to make it nice. I saw a picture of the lobby and I was like, yeah, they, they took that furniture out of the, the, the warehouse where they keep such things. You and I should have um, gone. We should have, we gone should have. I didn't know that it was, it was happening though. I, um, I saw the uh, I saw the headline. Didn't read about it. Oh, though, so I just, I if you see stuff it. like that, Dan, I'm always I'm always willing to go with yeah. you. Like, there's nobody else I'm going to go with because the right. stuff gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> but I'll get through it for the show and the sake of yeah of that. But yeah, so what 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 an addition to the downtown area. So, I hate it. I so absolutely proud. hate it. Because it's at the base. Also, this is an important detail. At the base of the, so imagine there's a skyscraper, right? Mm. And then, just you know, feet away from from it, on like the sidewalk, is a steeple. Yeah. Have you seen the steeple for this thing? They put no, a I steeple, <laughs> fucking like right there, on the is street. Kinda, is it kind of dug out of the uh, the main building? No, it's like, it's like set in front of it. Oh, weird. Off to the, like the, the, the little plaza side of the whole thing. But like, this is, this is our favorite grocery store. That's right next door. Right. Like, I don't want to go shopping at a grocery store next to an LDS chapel. No, I don't. I don't. Not one like that, that like. That that maybe sounds bad. You know that you live in Salt Lake City, right? I know. But like they're all right next to a chapel. I know, but like I just don't want the constant reminders. Like there's no there's a chapel, I guess, down the street from us here. But it's I don't know. I'm not making sense. It just makes me mad. Okay. Downtown, they already have their their space downtown. That's what it is. It's all their space, Frank. All of it. <laughs> no. They've they've they have like blocks of downtown that they use for their temple square and everything, right? Yeah. And, and that's theirs. Fine. But this feels like they're creeping out and I don't like it. Yeah, they are. I don't like it at all. I have a friend whose, whose businesses was, was looking to move into that building. Oh, really? So then they, and apparently the, uh, the church part of the building is like in all ways physically separated from 
the rest of the the offices part of the building. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that makes sense. It's crazy. All right. Um. So I'm going to take us to the world, uh, where there is apparently a World Council of Churches. <laughs> that is a big deal. <laughs> uh, conglomeration okay. of I think only Christian churches. Well, if they're um, saying churches, it better it be just Christians, because shouldn't they be saying synagogues and mosques and yeah, I guess whatever so. else is. I guess so. I guess I. I guess I've always thought of the word church as a catch-all, but maybe it isn't. It's not. Okay. It's specifically Christian. <clears throat> well, that there you go. That's my that's my Christian privilege upbringing right there. <laughs> anyway, uh, the World Council of Churches basically encompasses. Everybody, all of, you know, the, it's 500 or sorry, 352 member churches mm. and that's denominations. You know what I mean? Oh, we're not wow. talking about like individual churches. We're talking about big denominations. Well, oh. they represent roughly 580 million Christians around the world. Wow. Well, there has been some push oh. within the World Council of Churches to kick out Russian Orthodox. Uh -oh. Because their leader, Patriarch Kirill, has been uh, totally backing Russia's invasion of Ukraine and, uh, and you know, is best buds with Putin and provides political cover and lets Putin make all of these, you know, sort of religious arguments for, for his invasion yeah. and, then, uh, and then supports those arguments and, and, and agrees with them. Hmm. So... Hmm. Uh, you know, other, other group, other, other members of the group are like, uh, this, that's not, this, that's bad. We think it's bad. Ooh. And so they are, uh, they're trying to get him kicked out. Well, that's, I mean, I guess good for them in one way, but that's dangerous. Is you, it? You want your little group to start shrinking, just start kicking people out because you don't agree with what they're saying you know right right because, because they're hateful yeah because it's i got religion. news for you hateful christians aren't hard to come by you might if, yeah. you, if you start kicking people out just because they're you know acting in a way that probably isn't in accordance with yeah. the teachings of jesus oh i got bad news yeah if <laughs> i don't know if evangelicals are part of this thing but if they are i mean yeah Let's they be should. consistent here. Like Christian There's nationalism is really dangerous. Yeah. You know, that's all we're talking about. Yeah. We are talking about Russian Christian nationalism, but it's no less dangerous here. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'd be so curious to go. know if the evangelicals are part of it or not. But yeah, I don't, I don't have a list. They probably probably. aren't. Uh, the acting general secretary of the WCC, uh, Iowan Salka. I do not know. I guarantee you I did not pronounce that correctly. <laughs> um, who's a priest in the Romanian Orthodox Church. Oh, yeah. Basically said that uh, to, to kick out the Russian Orthodox would be to deviate from the, uh, the mission of the mm -hmm. WCC. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, quote, it's easy to exclude. It's easy to exclude, mm. excommunicate, demonize. Mm. Yeah, Christians never demonize. But we are called, as WCC, to use a free and safe platform of encounter and dialogue to meet and listen oh, to one man. another, even if and when we disagree, and also uh, 
he, he didn't add, uh, and I'm from Romania. It's too close to Russia. I can't really say anything <laughs> bad at this moment. <laughs> In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many different Orthodox churches are there at this Lots. point? There are a Lots. lot of them, I aren't mean, there? Because because they're you know it's the it's the different. They're all part of a a, a single communion. But yeah, they, you got you got your Russian, you got your Greek. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, apparently yeah. Romanian. Didn't apparently know that Romanian. until just now. Right. I mean, uh, what else is there? I mean, there was Ukrainian. We'll we'll see uh, about that one. That one's a maybe now. Aww. Well, all right. Here's a. I pick this story, Dan, because we're just not hearing enough about this person right now. <laughs> um, and golly gee, sometimes you just you just miss him. You know this oh, Donald God. Trump guy. Oh um, my God. You're- <laughs> Everybody, raise your hand if you missed Donald Trump. <laughs> I don't know. He the 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 nonsense. Are we ever going to get to the point where we look at the nonsense that came out of his mouth? Maybe after he's dead. Look and, and just be like is entertaining right up to the point <laughs> where he actually has power, and then it's not entertaining. Uh, anyway, he had his rally uh, in North Carolina okay. uh, recently, where. He got up and told the crowd uh, that he thinks that he's the, quote, most honest human being that perhaps God ever created. <laughs> he says, you know, what's funny is I believe that he believes that. Like, on some level, I think that he is so self-deluded and narcissistic that uh, I, I believe very firmly that anything he says he thinks must be true based solely on the virtue of him saying it. Yeah. He says, I've been investigated by the Democrats more than Billy the Kid, Jesse James, and Al, Comb- <laughs> Al Capone combined. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's important to, to, to point out that uh, the Washington Post's fact checker logged uh, over 30,000 false or misleading claims during his presidency. Which right. averages out to twenty-one lies a day. Um, yeah, over the over the four-year period. Like you said, he's been investigated more than all of those other guys put together, and they came up with the fact that he's a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't finish the sentence. He's right. been investigated that many times. <laughs> yes, and it always came back that he was awful. Uh, he's he's just choice. The people who are out in that crowd. They know that's lot that that's a lie. They know that that's not true. They know that he doesn't think that he's actually like a really honest person. They just love him for for being him, right? I feel and getting like, away with all that he got away with. I feel like that crowd, that group of people, is so primed and ready for cognitive dissonance that they can both know that he's an a, an overt liar. And believe that he is completely honest at the same time. <laughs> I honestly think that That's... they can't. I, I, th- I think there, it's amazing how many times they contradict themselves. You've seen when, like, you know, reporters from the Daily Show or whatever go to a yeah. Trump rally yeah. and then just ask questions and let the people just contradict themselves. Yeah. All, the whole, just literally completely opposite things on their face and they will say it. <laughs> because uh because they're, they're you know they're good at just holding space for conflicting 
things. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Anyway, amazing. Sure did miss him. Uh, his, it was his honesty that we were missing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's uh, funny. Well, so there has been uh, a bit of legal trouble, and uh, uh, unfortunately, an order has gone out that has hurt uh, a church or, or a series of churches, actually. Um, there, th- so there was a lawsuit filed by, uh, among others, the Arizona Yage Assembly. Oh. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that even at all right. This is a church that um, that takes as its main sacrament ayahuasca. Ooh, good for them. Uh, for those who don't know, ayahuasca is a uh, a hallucinogenic. It's a plant based hallucinogen that you drink and then vomit a lot, and then also have uh, crazy spiritual experiences. Yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> I've never been able to get a decent definition of what spiritual means, but there you go. Well, maybe anyway, you need to do ayahuasca. I mean, I'm not going to admit to anything on the air, but uh, I may, I haven't done ayahuasca. I haven't tried that one yet. Um, <laughs> I may have tried DMT, the, the, the main ingredient, the main drug ingredient in ayahuasca, but mm. I may, I may or may not have done that. The it's pro- hard to say. Here's, here's why, here's the problem with, with uh, doing ayahuasca is that it involves a shaman. I think that's my main beef. <laughs> I hate that too. Yeah. It's like, nope. Like, I'm I mean, not I even want concerned someone there about- who can like, who like really knows their shit. Who's not because sure. like anyone who's done a hallucinogen, not us, obviously you and I have never <laughs> done that, but anyone who's done an, a hallucinogen knows that it can be helpful having someone who knows what you're going through, mm-hmm. who's not currently going through it. Yeah. Just to be able to talk you down or, or you know, guide you a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. if that dude is, like, trying to make sure that, you know, when you're like, oh, wow, the table's moving a lot, and then somebody goes, ask it questions. <laughs> uh, fuck you, man. Just, no. You ruined it. You ruined the whole everything. Uh, no, like, I know a number of people who went to this one specific shaman, or no, event that brought in... A shaman from like another country, right? Uh, Peru, Peru I think. It, yeah, it was Peru, and he like uh, played a drum, uh, like a little bong, like a little bucket bucket drum, and whistled uh-huh. the whole time. Right, <laughs> that was his thing, and they were like, "It was amazing." <laughs> he knew exactly what to whistle at just the right time, and it's like, "Oh my god!" Okay, great, <laughs> great. Uh, anyway. There, it turns out there are lots of uh, people who feel very strongly about this. And let, let me tell you something: I have good friends that I know and trust who have said that they that you know one experience of ayahuasca for them gave them insight equivalent to ten years of therapy. I've heard that. Yeah, like they felt healed, they felt helped, they felt better. Yeah. So I'm not going to put it down. Uh, and yeah, there uh, there are some groups that that are uh, you know legally uh, religions mm, in this country, right? Who that is their main thing is ayahuasca. Well, guess what? It's illegal. Uh-oh. Like I said, uh, it contains dimethyltryptamine, tryptamine, which is a DMT, and that's a Schedule One drug. So uh, under federal law, that is illegal. 
But, you know, we are in the country that is supposed to be the country of, quote, firmly held, sincerely held religious beliefs. Sure. Trump everything. Right. Uh, as The, the uh, unspoken part of that is, as long as it's Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, they filed a lawsuit uh, in U.S. District Court of California. Here's the thing. They, they have not actually, there's a way to apply to the U.S. government to get a religious exemption from the Controlled Substances Act. Mm, okay. And these people have not applied for that. But that is because then they would be admitting to the U.S. government that they are already are doing this and that they already have this stuff and they're worried that they're going to get arrested and that before they have a chance to get their exemption. That is called a catch-22. They are in a bit of a catch-22. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So they filed a... Uh, a lawsuit seeking an injunction against the DEA because the DEA has a policy. They claim that the DEA has a policy of denying regulatory services to this kind of church uh, and, and refusing requested exemptions. And then they would just be up shit's Creek because they would have had to like fill out. Here's where we are. And here's our address and hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, unfortunately, the judge has said, well, you haven't suffered any damages yet, meaning oh, you, no. you haven't yet been raided by the D DEA and you're not in jail. So, uh, so no, you can't preemptively get an injunction against them. Oh, so that was worth a try. It was worth a shot. Uh, they, they're going to keep doing it. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Dan. Yeah. Um, if you were at all, as I know, a lot of older people often are worried about the younger generation. Ugh. Um, it's such a worry, you know, this Gen Z, I just, I don't even know, Dan, the kids these days. <laughs> Can I just say it? The kids. Have you seen what they're wearing, Dan? <laughs> yeah. It's what we wore. <laughs> <laughs> well, with a twist. It's exactly it's the, it's the 90s now. I don't know if you know this. I went shopping the other day. It's the 90s now. Well, I don't think there's much to worry about with these with these guys. Um, according to uh, the Survey Center on American Life, Gen Z, which are uh, Americans born in or after 1995. Yeah. Let that sink in. God. Um, <laughs> they um, they are the least religious generation of all time. Yeah, buddy. Um, That's the stuff. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. This, uh, if you look at them as uh, religiously non-affiliated, the silent generation, that's um, my grandparents, your parents, mm -hmm. right? right. Um, actually, well, yeah, yeah. My parents are so right on the cusp of silent generation, <laughs> baby boomers. Uh, uh, silent generation, 9% was religiously unaffiliated. Right. Baby boomers, 18%. Ooh. Gen X, that's you and me, 25%. Going on. Uh, millennials, 29%. And Ooh. Gen Z, 34%. Suck it, Jesus. <laughs> you got uh, nothing, man. And as far as... Um, Members of those generations that uh, felt that religion is necessary. The numbers are 75% for the silent generation, 
the Gen X is 60% and then uh, only 40% of Gen Z feel like religion is necessary. I cannot wait for Gen AA. Uh, I cannot (laughs) wait to see uh, what what, what they produce for us as far as uh, lack of belief. Um, yeah. but it is, it is plummeting and uh, there has to be a little bit of a snowball effect here. Right. Because like, like our generation is responsible people in our generation, not you and me, um, are the ones who sort of gave birth to the Gen Z. Right. Yeah. Uh, or l- some of the older Gen Xers, I guess. So yeah, already weren't going to church in larger <laughs> numbers than their parents. Right. Um, and so forth and so on. And it's just, they're just, these generations, just newer generations just aren't being socialized in church. And so this question that I think we wrestled with, right. When leaving organized religion or one of the questions was, well, where does my social network come from? Right. Mm -hmm. Where does, where does any kind of like, like, like community support come from? Right. Yeah. Like, if you grow up with that, it's a serious concern. It's a big question, right? I don't know. It's You're not co- like you can get your social networking from a computer. <laughs> it's not like you can just, you know, look at a screen uh-huh. for it. You need. Well, that doesn't work for me, right? <laughs> That's not where I'm going to find. Uh, no. So, and, 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 you know, we need, we need human connection, right? But I'm talking yeah. about like, you know, those, the, the broader support that a sense of community can, can give you. Well, if you never had that and you socialized and grew up a different way, you know, these are not questions right. you're going to be asking. Right. And there's yep. more and more and more of those people in this country. I know it's amazing. 34% <laughs> Dan. I love it. Oh. I love it. The kids are all right. You guys, they're doing just fine. Uh, all right. Well, I am going. I mean, and it's just going to get worse because you know the kids don't care about. You know, they're fine with the gays. They're fine with the what. So like, it's just going to. As long as while the religions hold des- cling desperately to their outdated beliefs, the kids are going to move on. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of beliefs, uh, I don't know if you know this, Frank, because we as former Mormons never practiced the the giving up of things for lent yeah no but a lot of a lot of uh a lot of christians do that i never knew like here's a separation of church and state story i never knew that lent was a thing until in high school we were given like writing prompts about giving stuff up for lent (laughs) whoops yeah okay (laughs) well uh so a church Outside of uh, in uh, Oak Park, Illinois, outside outside of Chicago, as a congregation decided to give up something for Lent, and I think it's actually kind of cool. They gave up whiteness for Lent. <laughs> they decided to fast from whiteness. Please tell now, me that that may rankle some me, people. Please tell me they didn't like use makeup. There was no makeup involved, right? No, no. They they did it. They actually did it right. Okay. They actually All did right. a good thing. Good. I mean, and it's really actually insanely harmless. All of their prayers uh, during services and all of their hymns, all of their songs were written by people of color. Oh. Um, black, indigenous, okay. or people of color. All right. 
So that's good. What else did they do? It was it was basically a, a you know in a very white suburby uh, suburb place. They were like you know their pastor basically said we need to celebrate difference and we need to celebrate uh you know these uh, we we need we need to move past our own internal group so there you go they put out a, a sign out on the uh out on the lawn that just said fasting from whiteness this lent we build our worship life around the voices of black people indigenous people and people of color well that's that's not acceptable because we live in the racist United States of America. Oh, no. So a group uh, called Turning Point USA, uh, which is sort of a, a, a very Trumpy sort of group, mm. uh, founded by Charlie Kirk. Do you know who Charlie Kirk is? He's a real shitbag. <laughs> anyway, uh, somebody from them, from, from that group, uh, recorded an outrage video from the lawn of the church just being like, uh... I, I don't know about you guys, but I think this is a time for us to come together, not to separate or whatever. Oh. Of course, uh, when, white, when a white congregation decides to celebrate the work uh, and uh, poetry of black and indigenous and, and people of color, uh, that's coming together. Yeah. That's what that is. But, that, but not, not to them. And then, of course... Uh, Fox and Friends picked it up and crashed their website. Oh! Every suddenly they were getting literally like <clears throat> I think I think it was they said something about five voicemails a minute or something like that. Oh boy! And uh, and the outrage <laughs> oh, no. was uh, was fast and furious. What it the, was? Why the fuck do they care? <laughs> because why, why is it? Outrage is the main currency of right-wing USA. I know. Outrage is their main thing. Now, here's the thing, uh, and we're I'm going to play a clip a little later that is about the same thing. Uh, cancel culture, uh, they're all about cancel culture. Oh, they love the right. it. They do it constantly. They invented it's, it. I'm sorry. It's just that uh, they don't like it when we do it about their thing. Exactly. They only like it when they do it about things that they're mad about. Yeah. So yeah. yeah what, this uh, death threats have come in. People have threatened oh. to uh, to you know bust up the church and all sorts of other stuff. But <laughs> it's bust it's stuff for uh, you know for the harmless act of playing somebody else's music for four weeks in a row. It's pretty just uh, wretched. Pretty great. Pretty great. Well, friends, uh, if, if, if you've given up a, a, a race or color for Lent, you can tell us about it. Uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around, there is more show coming up. Hey Frank. Dan! We have, I think, uh, once or twice talked about a, a real cool cat named Sean Feucht. Mm -hmm. Okay, after you're done clearing your throat, let's... Yeah, I'll, then let's, I'll say uh, his name. Yeah. 
take another stab at uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he is he he's he was the guy that was uh he was having big church rallies right in the middle of COVID and he was mm. like, oh, he's a, he's a long haired cool guy and I'm sure but, he's so cool. He sees right through all that COVID bullshit, man. <laughs> I'm sure. Anyway, uh, I don't know if you know this, but but boy, the 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 extreme right of the United States of America are currently furious with the Walt Disney Corporation. Oh, come off it, guys! Because the Disney has 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 come out against all of the legislation, especially in Florida, where you know Disney draws a lot of water in Florida. Uh, what their Walt Disney World and their Epcot Center and whatnot. Uh, they did not like the anti-trans, anti-gay bill that was, you know, uh. that, that they pushed through in Florida. And 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 to Disney's credit, they were actually quite vocal about it. Yeah. Well, now I I almost played the clip of uh, of one more right winger who was just saying that you know. Anyone who's who's like that is is for pedophilia, uh, and and that's what Disney is now. But I chose a different clip, and this is Sean Flecht, Good uh, who who has who has declared war on Disney. Remember we talked about how they don't do cancel culture. Yeah. Uh, anyway, here's uh here's here's he's he's gonna bring them down. <laughs> Disney is banking and other corporations, they're banking on the fact that we're just going to do a hoorah like Christians do. Yep. We're going to get everyone fired up and they're like, oh, but they'll be back. And I'm telling you, I, this is just the beginning. And my encouragement to the parents out there is we're not stopping just with canceling subscriptions. Like I, w I was on the phone today with legislatures. We are going to put the heat on. We're going to take the tax breaks away from Disney at the state level. Amen. We're going to stop allowing the, 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 the governments, the, the, the state governments to invest retirement funds uh, from the state into wow. Disney stock. Like we're, we're coming after them. We are going to hammer them where it hurts and we're not going to stop. Uh, they better not start talking about tax breaks. <laughs> Oh no! I mean, there there has been a lot of talk about that uh, in Florida, especially. Ron DeSantis has been posturing a lot, but I just love the idea that they think that this very small group of right wing people, whose kids adore everything that Disney puts out, <laughs> are going to smash the multi trillion dollar company or whatever that is that they are yeah no that's there it's one of the biggest companies you're not gonna do with them you're not gonna hurt them <laughs> sean flecht <laughs> your uh your 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 little protest is uh it's a yeah there's a lot of bravado there <laughs> considering mm. well we had some folks write into us uh river wrote in uh hi frank and dan i'm tocophobic i had never heard that word before uh, and extremely sensitive to any kind of talk of pregnancy and childbirth. Tocophobic is the fear of pregnancy. Oh. Oh, wow. But okay. it's 1.30 in the morning. I just got out of the shower, and some things must be said. As a former Mormon girl, past tense on both, I never thought of Heavenly Mother as having a physical form the same way we were endlessly taught about the tangible flesh of the Father and Jesus. Hmm. Remember we talked about Heavenly Mother and uh -huh. how there's not much to say about Heavenly Mother? Anyway, um, additionally, 
we were supposedly sent to this life to receive the grand prize of a meat suit that would definitely be uh, facing a dozen recalls if it was a product to be sold. So it seemed obvious to me that Heavenly Mother tended us like spirit crops or eggs in an incubator. <laughs> if, if her body was used for the process, you remember we made jokes about her giving birth to all of us. Yeah. Uh, little spirit chillin', chillins. <laughs> uh, if her body was used for the process, the only options I'll accept are A, frog reproduction where the male squeezes all the eggs out of his mate and inseminates them as they pass under him, or <laughs> B, if it is if it absolutely must be vaginal, we've ramped up demand faster than than they anticipated and she's squatting over a birthing pot connected to a spirit fish tube firing Jeez. 267 babies per minute into the mortal world like the wild, like the weirdest grossest gatling gun ever imagined. <laughs> okay, well yeah. done. Okay, <clears throat> River. <clears throat> Go well to done. bed. Go to bed, River. Um AM wrote into us, hi, I would be really interested in you guys' take on practicing religion versus the religious identity. I have run across a lot of people who identify as Christian, and being a Christian is super important to them, but they don't go to church, which seems super weird to me. Hmm. It makes me wonder, particularly when I hear the stats about people not going to church, does that mean fewer religious people? Or perhaps the phenomenon of Christian identity being bigger than Christian participation. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to parse that out. Uh, it's why it's why we report both on stats on you know people going to church, yeah, and stats on things like you know belief in a god or or a higher power or whatever, yeah, because they're two totally different things. And I think you're right that, uh, that there's a thing about uh, identity. I think a lot of people, even after they've deconstructed, even after they've given up a lot of their belief system, mm -hmm. still feel that identity, whatever it was that they were raised with, they still feel that Christian identity or that Buddhist identity or Mormon identity. Yeah. I mean, still feel connected to that. I mean, that's their people. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's cultural at a certain point, right? It's yeah. Where it's like you grew up in a large community or perhaps a nation really, you know, yeah. or a region of the nation that, that was a specific group. Yeah. Like when things like the holidays come along, it makes sense that you kind of gravitate toward those traditions or. Yeah. You feel, you feel, you feel a hole long yeah. around end of December. Yeah. Like something's supposed to go here. Yeah. You used to have a, 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 a sense of connection, right? Yeah. And, and when that, when you take away all of it, that's, that's really hard. You but at the same time, fill it with something else yeah. or you, you kind of just uh, go with what you know. Yeah. And it can also and, yeah, be part of a, a, a process too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, a lot, yeah, a lot of people call themselves Christian long after they've uh, given up most of the beliefs of their of their upbringing. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be eating Cadbury eggs this weekend, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, call me Christian if you must. You are a Christian <laughs> if you're doing that. 
Jesus died so that you could have those Cadbury mm, eggs. They're that so a, good. That is a fact. Uh, so I know they're disgusting, but they're so good. They're too they're too rich for my blood. <laughs> anyway, uh, and finally, Katie wrote into us. Hi, Frank and Dan. Just wondered if you've become aware of a recently trending TikTok account with the name at Black Menaces. Hmm. It's a group of black students at BYU. And yes, Katie, I have been seeing them and they're delightful. Uh, So Katie goes on. They they go around and ask students questions about basic human rights. Uh, Quote, who said this awful quote? An apostle or Hitler? (laughs) And and the like. Uh, As someone who's been loud about her atheism for a while and a longtime listener, it was no surprise to me that many of their answers default to doctrine or some wishy-washy personal no, but theoretical yes. However, it was still slightly jarring to hear and see Gen Z kids saying things like, hmm, that's a good question. I've never really thought about whether or not gay people should have rights or... Well, in my personal experience, I've never seen systemic racism, but it might exist. Wow. Though it is satisfying to then watch the black menaces just say, okay, great, thanks, and walk away, leaving the interviewee to replay the interaction in their nightmare in their nightmares forever. <laughs> I know that I know that entire campus is living in fear now and examining their beliefs. I love this group. Definitely check them out. <laughs> I actually awesome. I I really enjoy it too. They do. They go up. But I had the opposite experience of Katie. I keep seeing these young Mormon kids. These look, a BYU student, it doesn't get more Mormon than a BYU student. Right. And these these guys, they go up to these Mormon students and they ask them point blank questions about feminism or about LGBTQ issues or mm. about race. Hmm. And they get a good percentage of people who uh, who say the wrong things, but a shocking percentage of people who actually are like, no, I don't. I think that uh, gay people should totally be able to be here on campus and mm. have, uh, you know, and express their love for each other. It's shocking. You are on BYU's campus. Anytime that happens, I am mind blown. <laughs> it is. It's really interesting, but it's also fascinating to watch a black person ask a white person a question about race and have that white person just obliviously, and most Mormon racism, not all for sure, but most Mormon racism is deep but oblivious. Mm. Like they don't know that they're racist. Mm -hmm. They are, but they don't know it. And they will just look at a black person in the face and say something very racist and then just, Wave and walk away. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, it's on TikTok so. though. On on TikTok, you gotta oh, you yeah. gotta you gotta get with the program, Frank. I don't. The I don't TikToks. Do it. I don't do it. That's where it's all happening. Mm, don't do it. Mandy Patinkin is on TikTok for God's sake. Good for him. <laughs> it's, he calls it Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> That's funny. So Frank, do we have any any new people? Who, who have uh, dug into their generosity and uh, decided that we are worthy of their uh, hard-earned coin. We do indeed, Dan. Woohoo! Uh, we have uh, Justin, who has uh, is signed up and supporting us 
at the teacher level. Oh, so wonderful. So Justin now is a teacher in the well Aaronic done. Priesthood. Well done. Fantastic. Um, and uh, if you'd like to join him in supporting the show, along with all of our other fantastic uh, patrons and supporters on PayPal, uh, you can do so by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and click on the support tab. And as always, Dan, we do have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Demonium! Thanks so much, you guys. There's more show coming up. Well, Frank, Dan, it is the season of I, it, look. It is my favorite season. Springtime mm. gets my it gets me going. Yeah, it, it it fires me up. I the 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 death and misery of winter gives way to green and lush life and we a can, season of the most wishy washy weather. It's true. It's I a bit back and forth. It. Just make up your mind. Be- I, uh, I I did allude to the fact that it, it snowed today <laughs> at the at the top of the show. It's a, it it was a little much. I'm very glad to be going to Atlanta. Yeah, but it can be like 80 degrees, and then it's like no degrees, and it's just like yeah. it's yeah. Anyway, but that's but nevertheless, <laughs> there are blossoms on the trees. Ugh. There's there's green in the hills. It, it is a uh, allergens is a in my eyes. Yeah, it's a sneezy time, that's for sure. <laughs> take your uh take your Claritin or whatever. But it's also, and some people might be listening to this on the day. Oh, it's Easter. Easter. It is it is it is Easter time. Uh and that you and I were talking it's a confusing uh celebration, especially for, for the, children. For the children. Yeah. Yeah. Because ostensibly, it is the time when the Christians celebrate, mourn. They talk about the death of Jesus Christ and his resurrection three days later, Here. and uh, and that, and then also on top of that, you get a bunch of fucking candy and you get a new dress and you get to be pretty and it's there's colorful and crazy. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, Frank. <laughs> well, I mean, we know we we know that this is a mishmash of a couple different religious traditions. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got the pagan thing, and it's like fertility rights, which is why it's bunnies, right? Right. And eggs everywhere. Um, yeah. And somehow, a very smart and enterprising person introduced chocolate into the whole thing and candy, <laughs> right? Which was a good move. He's smart. Because Very good. I don't care how much you dye the damned egg. <laughs> it, it, that, it, it, it's a terrible treat. Eggs aren't treats. Can we, <laughs> just, are not can treats. we all just agree that <laughs> eggs aren't treats? Like, just like, I'm not a big fan of a hard boiled egg in any context. I'm fine. <laughs> I like eggs other ways. Hard boiled, not my favorite. But oh my God, it is not. I don't care what color you make it. Yeah. The the dyeing of the eggs can be delightful, can be a lot <laughs> right. of fun. Yeah. But my God, I used to I remember multiple years I would forget because oh, yeah. I was a kid and I'd be like, 
and they're all colored and we all we made them all these colors and they were hidden around the house. Oh, so much fun. And I yeah. Grab an egg and I'm super excited about it and I crack it open and I start to eat it and then I'm like, "Oh yeah, gross. I forgot." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's obviously why they may end up making uh plastic eggs. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, so yeah. that you could put candy in it cuz it's like <laughs> Oh, I don't know why that was supposed to be like a children's treat. Just a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I, I, th I think there were there were leaner times. Yeah. When. Uh, well, and talking of leaner times, your entire childhood, you didn't get baskets. We were talking about this before the show. Yeah, that's true. Oh my Dan. I mean, you know, my the parents grew up in the uh in in in, in the uh the depression. Yeah, and but the plastic they didn't grass. Do the, they didn't do big celebrations. Like I said, we had eggs that. <laughs> And and some candies that were hidden around the house. Sure, never did never did it out in the in the the lawn. Oh really? Yeah, Who I don't. I, I I I heard about that much later in the game. I did not know that people <laughs> did did lawn oh, uh, searches. The ways their... that you got screwed out of like the two good things about Easter, right? Lots of <laughs> <laughs> big basket of candy in your bedroom when you woke up. Amazing. Yeah. And uh and running around outside uh in in your Sunday clothes, but still. At least you got to run around. Yeah. Cuz we weren't allowed go. at my house. We could not play on Sunday. Oh, wow. Sunday was the Lord's day and Easter was like the only exception. You could go out, you couldn't really play, but you could at least like be outside and running around. That's yeah. And that's and in the springtime yeah. You want to be outside running around. Yeah. That's all you want to do. Ugh. So so there's that. There's the this sort of quasi joyful. It's definitely no Christmas. It's you know, it's oh. not it's it's not it's not the joy of of Christmas morning. But it's pretty fun. There's like this it's it is a it is a pretty fun day. Yeah. And then uh there's this other thing. <laughs> Which is the gruesome murder of the most important person that's ever walked the planet. Yeah. And I mean, you talked about, are they celebrating it? And yes, Dan, they are. They're yeah. absolutely celebrating. I've been through the South. I've seen the billboards. They 100% celebrate the, 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 the murder of their God. Oh, they love it. Celebrate. They love They're, it. They talk about how they are bathed in his blood. <laughs> You gruesome, disgusting <laughs> motherfuckers. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so awful. That is, that's your boy. Yeah. He was murdered. And you're like, oh, give me that blood. <laughs> Rain down on me. Rub it in real good. Stab him with the spear again. I need more blood. <laughs> it's a little gross. It's a little gross. Yeah. Can I just say I I don't remember if I talked about this uh, when it happened, but it was it was only a few years back that I remember going over to my in laws' house when uh, on Easter, just to be with the nieces and nephews on you know on the fun day or whatever. Yeah, that's cute. And we're playing, we're hanging out, we're doing, but in the background on the TV that no nobody's paying attention to the whole time, but people are in and out is like it wasn't the last temptation of Christ but it was a fairly vivid recreation of Jesus's la final hours. Oh yeah. Including 
the man being nailed to a cross and like, you know, the, the, the crown of thorns and the children were allowed to just sort of be like, this is, they would never be allowed in the room with that kind of violence for any other reason. Right. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's, it's an awful thing. No, no kid should ever have to see that, but they, it didn't even occur to them that it could be bad. Because it's Jesus. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's the Bible thing too, right? Like, right. It's it's all of Christianity. They 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 celebrate all of these horrible stories that somehow they get a pass when it's, you know, their religion. But it's still right. it's still murder. It's still torture, right? Yeah. The uh, the cross was torture. It's right. horrifying. It was a yeah. gruesome, horrible death. And I remember sitting in church and like, or like more like Sunday school. Right. And somebody yeah. would be like going through like physic, like describing physically how like crucifixion worked and how yeah. awful it was, you know, and yeah. how specifically I hearing those things the, too. The, the Romans like had it all figured out that like, that like if the arms were like stretched like this, that like you'd have to like, push down on on your feet which were nailed to the cross right in yeah. order to like lift yourself up enough so that you could breathe so you could relieve pressure on the hand nails or the whatever no because hand. like the way that you were hanging it was causing like pressure and you couldn't breathe very well at a certain right. point in the process and so you'd have right. to like push yourself up <sighs> so it was like it was this it, you weren't going to bleed to death right you literally like were just up there dying in a horrible suffocation, dehydration nightmare. Yeah. Horrifying death. Yeah. And they, but, but go ahead and tell the kids about yeah. it. Go, go ahead and just clue them in. And he did that for you, little Jimmy. What? Why? No, I don't want him to do that for me. Yeah. It's, it is, it is a, it's the, mo it is the weirdest juxtaposition of things possible. And then like, bunnies. Yeah. Happy bunny chocolate jelly bean time. <laughs> also gruesome torture murder. <laughs> uh, and, and that is why we're all fucked up. Yeah. Because somehow we're supposed to understand how those things go together. It's Santa Claus and baby Jesus, but somehow that just, that's nice. That one works. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, those two things completely disparate, don't make any sense, but both happy. There's a child, there's a baby, the babies are cute, whatever. Yeah. We, they do not emphasize the murder of all of the other firstborn of, of Jerusalem. They don't, or Bethlehem or whatever. They don't emphasize that at Christmas time. But they sure as fuck emphasize uh, the murder of the guy <laughs> later later on. All right, Golly well, ha happy Easter, everybody! I hope you're uh, I hope you're enjoying your cream eggs, your Cadbury mm, eggs. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, not not those hard boiled monsters. No, those are disgusting. How dare you? Gross. Uh, anyway. Uh, if you would like to tell us any stories about Easter that you experienced. Gosh, we'd love to hear them. Write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or 
call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. And if you'd like to join our members-only lounge, you can do so. Go to our website, thinkoutimatheist.com slash members-only. Yeah, that's on Facebook and uh, Discord. True. Listen, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you, friends, for tuning in. We do appreciate you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.